and uh, he made it out. Um, so he's in recovery. He's in ICU. Um, but it's a good thing that he actually went there and got there. So we definitely want everybody to uh, send, you know, positive energy out for him. Um, he put on a great event yesterday with the Emir, um, and you know, he clearly wasn't feeling well. It was very appreciated because he was really sacrificing his soul and body to make sure things well went well for the people. Indeed. Um, also, um, the remember that with more unity clothing, um, you can go to the online store uh, on Square. You know, it's Square, like Circle Square Up, Square Up. Square up um, forward slash store. Square up forward slash store. Forward slash more dash unity dash clothing. Support the more unity clothing. You know, this is true, true, true um, modern Moorish apparel. You know, we have um, putting all of our archaic ancient history on, on, on it in a way where you can wear it with pride. You know, support us as uh, we support the more divine national movement. Um, so that's it. Let's, you know, go ahead and jump in. You know, we were talking yesterday about the King Alfred, and we went into it, you know, or you went into it a little bit yesterday. Yeah, military operations, Executive mm -hmm. Order 11490. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, oh, there, okay. with, with everything that's going on, um, what are you seeing as far as how they implement it right now? Well, they, you know, it's, the program has been implemented, you know, like 25 years prior to 1969, which, which are military operations of King Alfred. And, of course, it's an adoptive uh, support program, Rex 84, has been in operation, you know, 25 years before October of 1969, mm -hmm. um, and of course, um, that must be taken into consideration that the United States uh, bodies politic mm -hmm. owners that issued that uh, military operation uh, is actually a foreign corporation registered in France and in Puerto Rico and is not at all the legitimate government uh, on the land jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And one of the things uh, uh, you know, you know, being a Grand Sheik in the Moorish Science Temple of America, and myself being a Grand Sheik in the Moorish Science Temple of America, with proper Nogdrali's instructions, it is our duty and responsibility and charge to take our places amongst the affairs of men. Therefore, we do recognize the international uh, platform upon which these political Mm -hmm. operatives are operating because it's our duty and responsibility to inform the people mm -hmm. of the Moorish nation right. and be diligent to protect the profit and the movement. Mm -hmm. Knowing that um, that um, in accord with the divine constitution and bylaws, you know, the chairman and the moderator, i.e. that deduces down to these uh, subordinate regencies of the temples being the grand sheiks and assistant grand sheiks, sheikhuses, etc., are mm -hmm. put in power to make law. And to enforce law, and as you already know and I know, that in accord with the Moorish Divine National Movement and the instructions of Nobu Ali, and by right law, um, 
and being part and parcel of this said government, it is our duty and responsibility to live a life accordingly, i.e., to enforce the organic constitution which has been breached and abridged, mm-hmm. and logically the treaty with it. Mm-hmm. And knowing that most, uh, many of the people, due to the fact that um, some people amongst us are compromised, mm-hmm. have not been told that and are not aware of that. Mm-hmm. And so what you have is a rogue element of operators imposturing as a legitimate government of the republic, but are actually a U.S. democracy, private corporate contracting corporate entity that actually is bankrupt, who has been um, in its body's politics persons, have been artificially claiming their debt to be our debt, the nationals of the land. This is where you get the misrepresentation of what's called the national debt, when it's actually the private debt of that private corporate entity and its bankers. Right, etc. I.e. the Jesuit order, you know, and so uh, that must be qualified when while we're talking about these military operations, because many people who don't understand it um, recognize that it's a genocide operation, mm-hmm. but at the same time are thinking uh, with uh, misinformation that it is their government and that the so-called um, board of directors who are who are impostering as Congress thinking that that's their congressmen or representatives, mm-hmm. when in fact they are not. Mm-hmm. It's actually, they've been waging war on our people for quite some time. And it's, and it's unfortunate because the experience of our people is quite obvious, including mm-hmm. uh, uh, the gangs of New York in, co- in, in contract, subcontract cooperation with the foreign United States Corporation company that has been imposturing as the government, the legitimate government on the land since 1861 mm-hmm. of May the 10th, since the since the um, the original uh, and de jure Congress in treaty with the Moorish Empire, mm-hmm. operating at Morocco, North America, North Gate, uh, have obligation by treaties and the Constitution, uh, and of course the Ordinance of 1787, 1788 uh, to preserve and protect the rights of the people of the land, etc. So all the, uh, when the Prophet Nubadwali established the old Canaanite temple in 1913 for the uh, restoration mm-hmm. of the rights of the aboriginal or proper heirs of the land, being Moorish Americans who were being summarily uh, mis- misclassified and thus mistreated under the Christian Black Codes. And, of course, with that... Um, establishment of the old Canaanite Temple, that United States Corporation company that had been operating at that time uh, crashed. And then uh, Woodrow Wilson met with bankers of England under their secret treaty of Verona with the, uh, um, with the, the imposter Congress, mm-hmm. who are really board of directors for that corporate entity. And much of the problems that have been existing within the Morris Science Temple through infiltration, etc., uh, which people, some people talk about uh, the the, um, the great sellout, mm-hmm. but no one will get into detail. Mm-hmm. Some of this we're getting into detail today, Indeed. because I know that a lot of people with goodwill, sometimes through uh, others who have been misrepresenting the work that we're doing, will try to imply that we are not legitimate part of the Moorish movement, etc., or renegade, or and, I, and I've even heard um, some people say, and even call me from uh, the UK, 
and from outside this part, mm-hmm. who talk about some of the um, persons that claim to be Grand Sikhs in the Moorish Science Temple who call us paper terrorists for telling the truth, or for dealing with constitutional principles. Right. Now, it's very clear, and I, want to, and I, and I think this is very important to, mm-hmm. to set the tone for uh, some of the questions, mm-hmm. um, who are not aware um, that with the divine uh, warning by the Prophet for the Nations, it is very key to any scholar, mm-hmm. any adept, any historian, any anthropologist, any honorable researcher, any reporter, mm-hmm. any writer, Mm-hmm. Etc. A researcher to recognize at the heart of the Moore's divine and national movement is the enforcement of the organic constitution right. in treaty with the Moors, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, so that must be stated so that uh, some questions that may arise in that area is not confused with an assumption by persons and honorable people who are not aware that their operatives in the alleged government are actually imposters mm-hmm. and have been that. All right. Now we go back to King Alfred. And then you understand the military mm-hmm. plan because the imposters have actually been trying to kill off the heirs to the estate after they so-called have raped the nation. Well, and I would tell everyone that as, <clears throat> as you're looking into that aspect of it, make sure that you don't lose the – there's a couple of different points that you, you, you don't – want to displace and act, you know, act as if it's over. Remember that this is a continuation of wars that have been going on for thousands of years. Yeah. You also have to uh, pay attention to it as still continuation of the doctrine of discovery. Oh, absolutely. And, and so you, if you, if you do, don't understand the unification operations, the doctrine of discovery, uh, the, the Pontifex, um, and, the, and the bullet that come through, where they're telling you that they're going into the lands of the Moors, the ones that they are going to tell you they didn't know about and the ones that they did, and that the whole point was to plunder the estate of the Moors. So when we're speaking about King Alfred, this is simply a continuation of that. Now, knowing that these things are being enacted, because as we spoke about yesterday, they follow um, our more science more heavily than we do. So what we're dealing with now is them attempting to uh, survive. They know this is coming to an end. They know that it's choiceless. Mother, the great mother uh, that people will refer to as Mother Nature, uh, the laws of the cosmos governs all. And so every, everything rises as it falls. Everything falls as it rises. Everything has an ebb and flow. Everything. So no matter what started, there's always an expiration date, always, and everyone must live their karma. So as they, from beginning, or not even beginning, but as they understand this, these things that we're seeing and how they're enacting them are their last-ditch efforts. It's no different than if you um, put a person or an animal in a corner and you back them into that corner and they know that it's their, their demise is imminent, then they're going to fight until their last breath, in most cases, as hard as they can. So this is what we're seeing. They know that the likelihood of a win is, um, in many ways, futile. And if you're paying attention to the post letters, if you're paying attention to um, uh, what's going on with the European Union, um, as we talked about with the White Dragon Society, if you're paying attention to these things, that you're seeing 
a huge amount of conflict going on in the background. And with that conflict that's going on in the background, they're arguing amongst themselves, trying to reorder and reshuffle this thing, and they, can, they can't come to an agreement as to what they want to do. So you see their EU and all these things crumbling, because you also have uh, the BRICS who are making countermeasures, um, because everyone, everyone, including other Albions, are, are tired of um, the fiat you know, uh, currency being, being a monetary um, uh, financial system that basically has dominated the world. So you have to keep that in mind as you're dealing with all this information that this is a continuation of a war that's been going on. We can, we can normally take it back to Punic Wars, but I tell everyone you can actually go back further than that with the wars that we see. We just start at the Punic Wars because those are ones that are well document, documented. Um, but there hasn't been a time when, since the Albion has been on the planet, where there hasn't been these wars. And they're continuing them right now, so you must know how to counter it. You must, have, you know, be prepared. We can't keep acting like this is going to just be happenstance. Um, so let's get into a little bit of, of the uh, King outfit and what you think that people should really be focused on when, when we're getting into some of the information. Well, one, because it's, uh, it's actually, you know, tech, uh, technical manual of operations are, are, are just to for those uh, listeners who are not aware, let's just read, like, the cover as an example, just so that they can have an understanding of King Alfred. Because many are aware, they hear the, they hear the, uh, the military name given to King Alfred, mm -hmm. but don't necessarily know the agenda. Mm -hmm. So to be fair to them, to get, you know, because we can't go through everything, let's read the security page, and then okay. we cover the uh, modus operandi. Okay. Modus operandi provided for by Executive Order 11490, October the 19th of 1969. This executive order was authorized October of 1969 to counteract mm -hmm. the minority, blacks, Indians, Latinos, Puerto Ricans, and poor whites in their rise from up under the depression and powers that be the government King Alfred. King Alfred, in the event of widespread and continued and coordinated racial disturbances in the United States, King Alfred, at the discretion of the president, is to be put into action immediately. And um, the other issue of uh, now, this is um, for for information for the uh, for the listeners. The um, King Alfred. Executive Order 11490, the booklet or the synopsis contains vital excerpts from Executive Order 11490 of October 1969. King Alfred planned the Rex 84 planned concentration camps. Executive Order 11490 expanded top secret silent weapons for quiet wars. Introductory programming manual, operations research. Technical Manual TM-SW 7905.1, United States of America Incorporated. And that's important because people need to know that the United States is not a country. The United States is a private corporation owned by European bankers and the Jesuit order operating under the secret treaty of Verona with imposters imposed upon the land jurisdiction at northwest of Mexico 
i.e. the North Gate, North America, and which is under occupation. And so the problems that the people have socially, politically, and economically, they have been trained by co-intelco operatives who work for, them, for, work for these operatives that look like themselves, mm -hmm. that have been telling them uh, that they're only suffering racism when actually they're under occupation and they're suffering unum sanctum policies. Mm -hmm. You know, so even when you do the research and the uh, timeline of the operations of the uh, European occupation of North America, you can even correlate dates, times, and activities that took place in the um, substitute or imposter Congress, and you can actually look at timelines and activities and see counter moves that were made relative to those years and timelines as a countermeasure to activities of the Moorish Divine National Movement and the work that Novodrali has been doing to redeem the people from both their sinful ways and the restoration of the uh, occupied estate, which is referred to sometimes as the lost estate. And of course, then you go into the uh, fact of what is known as the World Global Trust, which is the operative administrative uh, Roman surety uh, body politic for controlling the corporate entities that have been occupying the Moorish Empire since the operations of the European colonial operations in the Western Hemisphere. And, of course, in South Asia that we now call Africa. So um, as preliminary, um, uh, we want to state that. And also, I, want to, I, would, I think it would be well, like we said earlier, you know, to go into the security page uh, so that uh, people have an idea. This page is This is, uh, is three, page three, but of course it's out of sequence because this was random. Right. You know, um, and much had been redacted. So what had been, uh, it would be on, in your file at 24 and 25. Okay. You know, um, and uh, understanding that, um, most people uh, uh, can recognize the effects in our communities, the things they do where, where they have gangs of New York mm -hmm. that are murdering young males mm -hmm. across the country mm -hmm. and under spurious circumstances where they choke that brother out in New right. York. Um, um, why um, a lot of the uh, European occupiers uh, don't go to jail Mm -hmm. um, Etc. And it confuses them because their idea, particularly taught by uh, co-intelco operatives that are placed amongst them, pacifists, you know, um, tell them it's only a problem of color or racism when it's actually unum sanctum operations of genocide. Right. And of course, the gangs of New York have contracts with the private corporate entity that was registered in France and Puerto Rico mm -hmm. to destabilize the. Um, the Aboriginal people's uh, communities for the corporate takeover of mm -hmm. both their lands, communities, et cetera, which they refer to politically as gentrification. Right. And so the people who don't know the history or the operations of the Unum Sanctum usually refer to uh, the gangs of New York as policemen mm -hmm. and think that they're law officers when actually they're commercial mercenaries. Mm -hmm. These things are uncomfortable for a lot of people to handle, but those are the truths. And, of course, if we don't uh, carry out the mission that Prophet Novodrali said to you know, be, uh, um, help 
help him in his great missionary work mm-hmm. uh, to bring our people back into the constitutional fold of government and forcing our constitution for the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's the highest level of civics. But you will find that many people that claim to support uh, the Prophet Nudrali and the nation will absolutely go absolutely opposite and actually will will work along with um, European um, uh, corporate uh, barrister associations and condemn the Moors who are enforcing constitutional principle mm-hmm. or who are teaching it mm-hmm. as if they're terrorists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's easy once you go into the FBI papers uh, in the infiltration of the Moorish Science Temple of America, and once people study uh, the literature and oratory statements made by our Prophet Nubadrali, they will see that these people are actually co-intelpal operatives. You know what's interesting is that when you go into those FBI papers, every you know, a lot of a lot of times people aren't really paying attention yeah. to how the, how the FBI papers are set up if they know about them in the first place. Yeah. But you're going to find that everybody in those FBI papers who are acting as informants have an L or a bay behind yeah. their attributes. So when we're speaking about the um, when we're speaking about the the sellout, we're we're giving you factual information that's easy to find. Yes, it's so right. If, if you want to find it, it's right there. You can simply, you can literally go into the FBI journals, the FBI files, and you can see that the people who were informing um, the FBI were the people who had bays and L's behind their attributes, and they were the ones giving up the information. And so it's not a mythological thing when we're talking about, oh, you know, the great sellout. Many people have not just taken the time to look up, um, you know, look up the information. We have, um, we have a caller we're going to bring in from 347-443 before we move on. Hopefully everybody can hear. And then when we get it, uh, and after we answer this call, we're going to go into the security page for, to give support to everyone. Islam, can you hear me? Islam. Islam, can you hear me? So sorry, I had the phone on mute. Um, but peace to the fam. Uh, much love to you guys. Can you hear me all right? All right, Sharif, yeah, I'll call from my special maximum. Um, Amir Taja had a question, um, well, actually for the both of you guys, and really it's just to um, kind of make it, if possible, is there a way to make it very plain, uh, the distinguishment that can be made between a corporation and uh, a, a nation state at this point? Because the way that the, way that the corporations are set up, is, it is indeed to give the appearance that colored... Uh, appearance that they are government, but is there a way that you can, um, you know, kind of, kind of put it out there for people to plainly be able to distinguish between the two, between a corporation and a a, a nation state that is to represent the people? 
Zion? All right. Yes. Now, what's most important is for, and this is back to where uh, the Prophet Novadrali said through the Moors in the early years, we were still on the scene in the physical form. He said, he said, the half has been told if I told you everything, you would go back to sleep. And he also said, go back to the uh, state of mind of your ancient mothers and fathers. And obviously, when you do, you will find a history and you will trace down the um, the Emirates, the fall of the Red House, which is called the Alhambra, which is a key turning point and it is used by scholars for the term of, of, of the operations of the old world um, order of Islam into the hands of the Franciscan Brotherhood or the German priesthood, which we know today as the Constantinian order the Niceno-Constantinian order that travels the world under the guise of the Christian order for world conquest, etc. And in particular, uh, with the formation and the operations of the Roman Curia, all the corporate entities are under the Unum Sanctum policy that has been uh, conquered uh, um, uh, by the uh, uh, Queen of England, etc., for uh, um, the uh, Popes of Rome, etc., and the Bishopric. Uh, when you get into the uh, story of Queen Isabella and um, Ferdinand with Argonne and Castile, and the Moors rule uh, here in the North Gate um, from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, um, parts of the Moors Empire, the, the Berlin Conference of 1884-1885, these are reference points for you. And then the uh, coup d'etat that took place in uh, May the 10th of 1861 that's misrepresented in history as the Congress for the United States adjourning Sinodia, which actually was a coup d'etat, then the murder of Abraham Lincoln, the squandering of the uh, Bureau, the, the finances and the operations of the Bureau of Refugees, Freedmen, and Abandoned Lands, then um, the um, imposters and the misprision operators of the United States Corporation Company registered in France um, uh, with its operators and owners uh, setting up a platform, political platform of impostorship on the land to pretend to be the legitimate government since 1861, the murder of Lincoln, the closing of the Freedman's Bureau, the creating of the 14th Amendment that you see Noble Drali mentioned in the Divine Warning by, by the Prophet for the Nations, then giving the corporate entity the designation of person. And since that time, uh, in um, February the 2nd of 1871, they perfected the political platform of impostorship and uh, have since been artificially converting the debt of that uh, bankrupt the United States Corporation Service Company registered in France um, that Lincoln bankrupted and put that artificially as a debt on the nationals of the land, i.e., and that's the theft of your birthright as well as the uh, cribbing of the Moorish Empire or your estate. And so they set up a global world trust, et cetera, that they, that they had already uh, set up in operations from the Crusades and the uh, uh, operations from uh, Al-Andalus, et cetera. And then they created bonds and place them on the backs 
artificially by hypothecation of the Moors under the designation African Americans and have been backing the U.S. corporate uh, government debt since the Civil War absolutely on our backs. That's been the basis of their political operations and the basis of our poverty. But also with the understanding for, with people who don't know the real history when they've heard Noble Drawley said, or uh, reference to the Moors, he said, children, you just do not know, you're just rich. He's really talking about that you are really the heirs to the world's largest estate, but you don't know yourself, you don't know about your nationality, your birthright, and your lost estate. And the Moorish Holy Temple of Science, uh, which is the Moorish Temple of Science, adopted in its corporate operations in 1928 a religious affidavit, and the Moorish Science Temple of America was adopted as its corporate name in order to deal with the ecclesiastical law to secure the rights of the people and to set up a trust system to secure the rights of the people. And, of course, um, um, they assassinated uh, Prophet Novadrali in 1929, and on the death certificate they'll have died of pneumonia, which was in, actually induced uh, with the help of uh, traitors amongst our own. But 1933, that United States Corporation company collapsed too. And then um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the preter of the corporate entity, pretending to be the executive branch of government for the organic United States, which they actually uh, had overthrown, and you have still the continued of the shadow government operating, then they uh, used the birth certificates as bank bonds to continue their fraud. And, of course, that's going on even up to recently when that United States Corporation company registered in Puerto Rico went bankrupt May the 2nd. Um, so a lot of the politics that you see taking place on the world today has to do with that. Meanwhile, they've been operating the King Alfred plan to slowly exterminate our people, to create germ warfare, AIDS, SARS, Ebola, all of those are made artificially in laboratories from Langley, Virginia, also uh, Center of Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, um, uh, et cetera, and they've been using their military operations, not just on us, but around the world. And uh, another point of, of that may be of good for those of you who are listening to research is the eugenics program with Margaret Sanger. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind that Bill Gates, that everybody looks at with honor, mm -hmm. is um, part of that genetic program to kill our people off, etc. So that's corporate operations. And so people need to know the distinction between legitimate government and corporate entity frauds or the imposters. So you would say Republica et al. Morocanos, which is the, the Moorish um, imperial divan that was overthrown, the Moorish government, which was covered up, and is in treaty and alliance with the United States. This is what Obama was talking about when he was in Egypt. And it was actually secret over, secretly overthrown. The imposter government would have been put in place. That's the corporate entity that was solidified, uh, and it's called the Act of Congress, February the 2nd, 1871. And that should give anybody enough information and research points for them to be clear to make the distinction between corporate entities and legitimate organic government, um, the legitimate government of the people. And so you want to look also uh, at the principle, when you're dealing with legitimate uh, operative government, you're talking about constitutions and treaties 
that secure the unalienable rights of the living man, woman, and child, people organic of the land, and the corporate entity only deals with artificial persons, corporate persons, ETC, which are called transmitting utilities, men of straw, etc. And that is the distinction. Um, even in its written form, you'll see the distinction made with all capital letters for the corporate entity. These are fundamental things in both grammatical structure as well as instruction that um, our people should know and should have been knowing anyway. And as you already know, our prophet Nobudrali commanded with the charters of all Morris Science Temples of America that every temple must have a school. So when you go to the Morris Science Temple of America, all you have to do is ask the instructions for that constitutional enforcement principles and those uh, programs to teach our people to be better citizens that they should have always been doing. And if they have not been doing it, you make your decision on who they're really working for. Um, so it's not hard to find things out. It's just that our people need reference points, some of which I've just given you. Islam, Islam, thank you so much. Islam, do you have any more questions, Sister Reed? Um, I can't think of any right now. I'm going to stay on the line, though. I'm going to stay on the line. I give the floor. Okay. okay. Give everybody greetings for us. Indeed, indeed. Now, for anyone who has a question, I know on the uh, on the Facebook feed, um, people are making comments because the camera is a little bit far away. It's hard for me to see. Um, it would probably be best if you have an actual question you want to ask. You can actually send me an instant message on Facebook, and I'll look at it while we're on here, and then I'll ask the question so you can get your questions in. I want um, to be able to facilitate, make sure we can facilitate as many questions as possible as possible from everyone. So if you're on the um, uh, the blog talk, if, if, you know, if you have uh, any questions or comments, go ahead and push one. Um, just push one and get in line now. Uh, if you're on Facebook, send me an instant message. That way I can get the, um, I can go ahead and get it in for you um, before, you know, we get off air because we're going to stay on air only for the two hours, then we're out. Uh, then we're going to get off here. So we have another question coming in, or caller coming in. Um, we want to bring them in because I'm getting, it's a uh, so weird number route. So uh, Islam. Islam, Islam, brother, how are you? Islam. This is Sister Yamila, um, and and oh, greetings oh. both, peace and love. I just wanted to say Islam. that um, Islam, brother, I wanted to um, ask you. I'm hoping I'm doing the right thing. Okay, when you when you're dealing with people out there, and you're steadily telling them that uh, congressmen right here in Youngstown, Ohio, where I was born and raised, actually told the people what was going on that we had that this country was that this so-called U.S. corporation that it was bankrupt. And when you get these people and they want to argue with you and they're telling you, no, 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 that's not true, and you know it for a fact because my mother and father, my grandparents, they talked about it. The whole city was in an uproar behind what trafficking said. So how would you handle that? Because I don't want to argue with these people. And I just basically say, look, I know the truth. And, um, you know, when I present it to them, I just think they sound to me it sounds a little bit like they're, they may be either just – 
they're ignorant to the fact or they want to be hard-headed to the fact or they're cointail pro. I don't know which one, and I can't judge that, but I get so tired of trying to tell these people the truth, and they don't want to hear it. And, uh, Let's put it this so way. What you... Remember what our prophet said. And this is the charge of all Moorish Americans, but particularly anybody in leadership uh, position, sheiks, grand sheikhesses, uh, assistant grand sheiks, moderators, chairmen, etc. of the Moorish Science Temple of America. They have been charged by the Prophet Nobudrali to produce literature in order to change the people. And if they got a title and have not produced literature, you already know by law they have no business having those titles and that they're actually in violation. And the deal is you don't try to necessarily, yes, you try to talk to people and explain to people, but if you want the people to know something, put it in writing and get, make it public for cross-examination critique because the information is there. And that's why the prophet also said our own press, is the most powerful weapon in the hand of our group today. Unfortunately, uh, persons in the Morris Science Temple of America, after they got Noble Duali out of the way, tore down the press that the prophet had set up for the nation and jumped it. And nobody wants to talk about that. And if that, if that press was still in place, this information that was necessary to clear the minds of our people, including column areas that the prophet had for even other people, outside of the Moorish movement who were sympathizers for the uplifting of all humanity, that uh, it was a space for them in the newspapers too. And so all of these things that we're discussing today should have been actually published decades ago and should be normal in our community. But my suggestion to you is this. Don't argue with people. Put it to the pen. Islam. Islam. Now, today, you, know, you know me personally, Sister uh,
You know, you've done your job. Once you tell them, you've done your job. I've already done my job. I gave you the information. It's not my job to make sure you get it. I, it's my job to make sure you have access to it and that I put it in a way where, you know, you can, um, where you can use it if you choose to benefit from it. But that's your choice. Yes, Mom. Thank you. Mhm. All right. Any other questions? No, I just um won't be posting it on on um posting it in the public anymore because <laughs> you know they try to get you to um they, when you when you post it a lot of times publicly um there's always someone coming and claiming to be uh, a national but they want to you know um they want to debate the opposite so what I'll do is just when they do that I'll just let this let it stand. I let the people, like you say, whoever wants to yeah. follow what I have to, just let them verify themselves. You know, if not, I just yeah, and then remember, was, remember what we said. Remember what we said uh, about ten minutes ago mm-hmm. uh, that when we had the uh, the great sellout, yeah. it was people with attributes of L's and Bays who yeah. sold the movement out. So mm-hmm. when we go and we look at the uh, the FBI papers, um, we see that it was it was. Moors who were selling out the Moors inside of the movement. So whenever you put out any information, understand that it's normal corn sale pro operations for them to dispute it. It's okay. normal. So you see what I'm saying? It's normal. It, it's nothing abnormal about them disputing it because this is what they're there to do. It's no different than at the time where there's the opportunity to have the greatest uh, awakening, right now you have the opportunity to have the greatest awakening in the history of the Moore's Divine National Movement. But at the same time, you have the, the greatest amount of light bearers. You also have the greatest amount of dissenters and those who are putting out and publishing lies to distract. So this is where we have everyone speaking about the uh, birth certificate authentications as if that's going to save the nation and you can claim um, uh, authorship and uh, 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 or in due course and all these things as if this is the way that the movement is supposed to go. This is where you have those people coming in because that actually takes away from the true understanding of what the Moore's Divine National Movement is. So in, in many ways, what you see and what you come across is right and exact. And the way that I tend to uh, process it is that I simply look at it as that what those people do, what their job is, is to remove those people who don't want the truth anyway. And by removing those people who don't want the truth, they allow the lane to stay clear for those who actually do want it. Because you have a lot of people who want the quick fix. You have a lot of people who just want to get in it to to do a lot of um, things that are improper. You know, a lot of times people are coming in, they're not looking for spiritual enlightenment. They're looking to do things that are, are um, unnecessary and things to get over. Yeah. Where if you don't have the people who are, are putting that information out there, Make them think that they can get over it. Think about how cloud, how crowded your lane would be, and you couldn't even get to the people who really want the information. So those mm-hmm. people have a job to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's polarity. You know, there's an equal opposite. Equal. 
uh, there's an equal opposite for everything. The opposite of light is going to be the darkness. So they coexist together once both of them serve their purpose. So I never take it personal, nor do I care. You know, I, those who want they follow. Those who don't, they go to the to to those people who are attractive. It's no different than when you see people who are following uh, people such as Steady um, and, and a lot of the other rhetoricians who are talking loud and saying a whole bunch of nothing. Well, you have a whole set of people who can't see through that and who refuse to even if you put it in front of them. Well, those would be the same people who if you took the time to sit down and talk to them, you would have to spend two or three days um, trying to get them to, to unwrap their mind and you would waste a bunch of time. You see what I'm saying? You would just waste a bunch of time with them. So people like that serve a purpose. They pull those people who don't want the information. They pull them away from you so that you can actually deal with the people who actually do want the information. Remember that even during the prophet's time, the prophet was dealing with dissenters among the movement, people who were attempting to remove him out of his seat of authority as the, as the movement expanded. And this is why he put out in his own words, certain information to let people know that this was going on. And this is why he also said that he knew that after his trans, that he trans, uh, transformed um, forms, that the movement would, would not necessarily die out, but it would fizzle down. He had already mm. said he knew that based on what he was going through. Mm. But he also said that he knew that the Moors would be coming who would actually continue and finish the movement. He said, just keep the doors open. Just okay. keep the doors open, and I'll be the rest. Okay. Well, I yield the floor, and, and, and um, that's well received, and I will remember that to um, not debate with the, the people because I don't feel like, you know, because I, I try to, you know, try to defend so much, but I don't have to do that. I could just sit back and just let, no. let, um, let, let, let it fall where it's supposed to. You, don't, you, you know, you don't ever, you know, defend your genius. You don't defend the facts. You don't defend the information truth. Needs no defense. Oh, yes, yes, none. Islam. Islam. And so we had a, uh, another question come in uh, from Brother um, Mike Jackson L. And he said, how can Moors claim property? Property. Properly? Properly. That's his question. All right, you're talking, this is what is called reversion of a state. Study reversion of a state, trust, etc., and understand that um, the problem that we have here at the North Gate, Northwest of Mexico, Northwest Africa, Morocco, is European occupation and the imposter operators pretending to be government under the auspices of the Unum Sanctum Bulla of the Church of Rome have been hypothecating and making false claims through the Barristers Association in, in what is called uh, in legal process barratry and making claims on our, on our land and our property. This is one of the reasons why Nobudwale set up the um, old Canaanite temple and the Moorish Temple of Science and the trust that you hear about that many people are often misrepresents, whereas all properties and rights are claimed by our people in their proper person, being Moorish Americans, should put into trust, etc. 
My suggestion would always be for the people to organize in the regencies and to um, properly in organized government body, because actually the Moore Science Temple of America are actually regencies, and they're actually uh, set up, uh, they're what you call regional governments. But of course, it would be necessary for the sheiks and the grand sheiks and the assistant grand sheiks and the sheikesses to carry out the law and the, uh, enforce the Constitution as the prophet uh, commanded to be done. The fact that it has not been done on a larger scale is part of your problem. When you, I, or anyone else uh, makes a rightful, heritable claim of heritiment of both our lands and property, you indeed have the right to do that. It must be a proper person, but what occurs is because of the rogue element operating under the Jesuit order on our land still, in, in as much as decolonization has not been at the forefront of the conversations of our people of the land, our people have been incompetent in their approach to these things, as well as when they're acting as single units, you, they have a tendency to uh, set out goon squads from the, um, from the gangs of New York in, in blue uniforms calling themselves policemen, who go out and start doing things uh, or taking the authority of the sheriff's department, pretending to be law officers and attacking people on individual basis. However, reversion of the state of a state and trust law is what you should be studying. Now, <clears throat> along with that, I'm, I'm going to go back to reemphasize a point that was in there because I, I think this uh, becomes. A really important one. You're going to see a lot of times where uh, Moors are attempting to claim property without actually knowing true process. Okay, the process of doing doing these things. The power is in the people. The people understand that's plural, not singular. Now, it's not that if you are uh, very highly astute that you can't accomplish things because you can if you are highly astute. But understand under European colonial operations, they are not going to just uh, lay down. That, that's not how it works. So the most important thing that we have to do is learn how to enforce the things that are already on the books that allow it to allow us or let me rephrase, not allow. Acknowledge. Right. Acknowledge the fact that we already have a right to claim. You enforce that. And, you, and going back to understanding that in the definition of the word nation, it's an organized dual society, in the form, organized uh, people in the form of a dual society. And so with that, is how you want to go about your business. That's how you want to go about it. Remember that the prophet says, do all of your business in the name of the temple or I, your prophet. Now, that was said because the prophet understood that the power is in the, in the uh, formation of the general society, the nation, the tribe. This is how regencies are supposed to act. So within the, within the temples, you're supposed to have those who have already set up amicable and friendly relationships as much as possible with the substitute base and, and those factions. 
so that the Moors not only are protected, but can enforce the Constitution. Right. Because once you start enforcing them within the, within the drip, the Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People, it's already on the books and acknowledged that the Moors have a right to claim. It's already acknowledged. You have, um, you have uh, what is it, I think it's AJR 42 uh, for the state of California. And I don't know if I got a chance to talk to you about that or not, but the state of California has already said that they will recognize and adopt the Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People. They're the only state that I know of, know of that actually has acknowledged it and said that they are for the enforcement of it. But if you read the Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People, it's telling the Moors that you need to claim your nationality. If you read it properly, it's going to speak uh, in certain things in singular form and plural form. And the way it's set up is that it's telling you the difference. It's telling the Moors that you need to form your nations, your regencies, your tribes. It's telling you that. And it's telling you that this is where the power of the enforcement of the Declaration of Rights of Indigenous People as a whole will come. So when we're speaking about claiming uh, property, uh, we have to understand that there's a process that we must follow. And that's, if you follow that process, then it keeps the individual, it keeps the individual out of danger. Okay, so we don't want to, and I say that because you, you have a lot of people who are doing it and they, they don't understand process. And they don't understand treaty. They don't understand nation, nationhood and nationality. Moors are not lone rangers. There have been times where we've had to be singular in the waiting of the formation of things. Because many Moors in many territories don't have regencies, don't have uh, a great state organization close to them. But this is where we tell the Moors to plant your feet where you're at and get those things started. Don't necessarily look and say, who's around me? Go find them. Be the, be the light bearer in your area and get those things going. That way, as you form those uh, juristic uh, societies, you're able to enforce your right of claim in love. And keep in mind, um, uh, as a countermeasure to Noble Dwali, uh, what Woodrow Wilson did when he met with the... Um, representatives of the cabal bankers of England and with the um, imposter congressmen, they met on Jekyll Island in 1910 19, 19, to 1913 as a countermeasure to Noble Dwali and converted our allodial titles or aboriginal titles into mortgages and deeds. And therefore, this is again why it's important for our people and yourself to know trust law and state law and understand what Noble Drale did and what he commanded for us to do and that all so-called deeds, etc., or mortgages must be uh, by rightful process converted back into their rightful status of uh, aboriginal title or what is known as a lodial title. So since 1913, uh, under European Unum Sanctum operations in the fake and imposter government operators, they converted our lodial titles into mortgages and liens. And this is part of the problem, even with the instrumentalities that are, 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 are transferred among and from 
the foreign corporate entity, corporate states of entities pretending to be legitimate governments. So these things must be understood, taught, clarified uh, uh, to the people. And thus, again, back to what Noble Drali said, we are teaching our people those things necessary to make them better citizens. And so that is called civics. And so without proper civic instruction, you go out there like an island, and it's almost like going out there amongst wolves, you know, as a rabbit and, and trying to set up tent in the middle of the woods, mm -hmm. thinking that you're not going to be accosted. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're, you would be wrong. You're not wrong. You must understand you're under colonial operations of a cabal order. And one of the biggest problems that we have is that many of the people, including Moorish Americans who are supposed to be conscious of these things, actually think they're legitimate government. Mm -hmm. This is problematic. And so we have to teach our people Bring them back into unity, salvation, Allah. That's the USA citizenship. Unity, salvation, Allah, the charter of the Moorish Science Temple of America, and enforce the law like the Prophet Nubudrali said decades ago. And he reminded the Moors that if we did not force, enforce the law, the worst was, was yet to come. And that's much of what we've been experiencing in these late decades. And so, again... For anyone who's listening or anyone who may be confused, go back to Prophet Nubadrali's literature. Read it carefully. Read the doctrines of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Read the divine warning from the Prophet to the nation. Read the Prophet's message to America. And within it, you'll see the whole program that the Prophet set up. And you'll see most of what the Prophet himself said has not been practiced by a lot of these Moors that keep claiming to be following the Prophet. And therefore, the people who get information from them usually have been misdirected. Mm -hmm. And the things that should have been done have not been done. This is the difficulty that we've had trying to explain to people what the Order of the Great Seals operations actually are. Mm -hmm. you know, and that is to enforce the Constitution, just like Prophet Nubadrali said. And if people don't know the history, they would think that it's a different operation. It is not. It is a, it is a countermeasure to the frauds and to the sellouts amongst our own. Mm -hmm. And remember the Prophet Nobodrali said, be careful, Moors. Some of your own brothers and sisters wearing turbans and feathers will be trying to put you back into slavery. You can tell once you understand the rules of order by which government is run. You can tell who's who by their actions. But you must know the rules. It's not personal. Don't take it personal. So protect the Prophet and the movement. Protect your interests. Claim your nationality. Restore your right of claim to your lost estate, but know what that estate is and learn rightful process. Islam. Islam. So we've got a couple of, a couple of questions uh, that are coming in, but there was one um, that came in from, from a brother, and he said, and I think this is a question, uh, and I do see everyone who is um, on, the, uh, on the blog talk. We're going to get to everyone. That's why I'm glad you all are putting the questions in early. Um, he said, what is the first step? to setting up a, a temple in your territory properly. What I just told you, study Nobodrali's messages, study the oral statements, study the blind warning by the prophet to the nation, understand what the agenda is, uh, set up instruction in national, international law, constitutional instruction, treaty instruction, and it will become obvious. Then attach yourself to an operative temple, Moorish Science Temple of America. 
where they are carrying out the law according to the prophet's instructions, and then you can get a charter, and then you can go ahead and do what is necessary. My suggestion is, is to study. And the prophet said to you, to us, the head has not been told, so don't expect them to tell you everything, for you must become the scholar, and it will become self-evident. And at that point, you won't even have to ask. You will simply be motivated. You'll put your own skates on and start rolling. Okay, so we're going to bring in, and I see some of the questions popping up on Facebook. I'm trying to get to them all. Um, I do see them. Uh, we're going to bring in area code 330-259. Area code 330 with the exchange 259. Islam. Islam, this is Sister Yamila. I won't hold you long. I just know that I keep forgetting to ask the Amir. Um, what is a really good trust law book that we can um, start learning from that you can recommend, you know, like you did the Black's Laws and Boobie Well, and basically, Weiss's, Weiss's Trust Law. There's how others, you, but that's just on the basis. How do you spell that? I'm sorry. Weiss with a W. That's E-I, I think. Okay, that was all I had. Thank you. All right. All right, and um, we had another question online that uh, said, if you already have property, property, what is the proper way um, to convert it over um, with an aboriginal title? This would be called, what you're talking about is in, in, in rightful law process, reversion of estate. Keep that in mind. Reversion of estate. That's one. Number two, you must be in your proper person. Number three, you must declare the um, the corporate operatives who are hypothecating your estate. You must essentially, in in uh, the manner of a rightful heir, dismiss their claims and dismiss their claims. You must have a trust. If you had a more, if you're a member of the Morris Science Temple of America, put it in that trust. But you better make sure whoever is running that Morris Science Temple is really not an operative for Rome, <laughs> and make sure that they're really enforcing that Constitution and that those instructions are in place. And put it in trust. Everything you got of value, put it in trust, and it must be publicly proclaimed. Can't be no secret stuff. It can't be just an attitude or how you feel. This is why it's important for us to carry out the, the rules that the prophet said enforcing that constitution because the platform must be there for these transfers of reversion of a state. Unfortunately, just like the Amir was I mean, pardon me, just like Grand Sheik was saying earlier, the unfortunate thing that we have is uh, not enough honorable we have a lot, thousands of active Moors around the country, and I give um honor and praise and respect to a lot of the brothers and sisters, grand chiefs and assistant grand chiefs of the Morris Science Temple of America around the country who have held the honor of the prophet Noble Drali. However, the truth is there's a few who have been contrary to the true honor of the movement, and this is why we're even on, a, on this show right now explaining some of these things that should have been common knowledge amongst the people, unfortunately. And then a lot of people want to, you know, how do you say they don't want to step on anybody's toes. They don't want to uh, recognize caveat emptor that the prophet 
presented for us. Mm-hmm. And so they allow a lot of people who are less than honorable run some of these temples and are actually misrepresenting both the movement and have not set those things in place by constitutional law by which the people can um, place their property in, um, in trust. However, remember this, if it's not in trust, they're assuming that it's in their trust. And remember when they set up the coup d'etat operations, the, United, the members of the United States Corporation Company pretending to be government set up a double stock trust so they could steal your property. And it's called hypothecation. And for those of you who, don't, uh, uh, who, who may want to do a little bit more research, go to House Joint Resolution 192, 73rd Congress, in session June the 5th of 1933, and go look up the conversion of a lodial title into the mortgages and uh, liens, and also look how the corporate entity operators impostering as government actually even bonded the birth certificates of the people as bank bonds to back their private, profitable human trafficking debt and pretending it's the national debt on the national. So all of these things uh, and more or related things, one thing will lead you to another. You will recognize the corruption. You will recognize the corruption amongst our own. You'll recognize why the Novodrali, Prophet Novodrali warned us to uh, enforce that constitution, why he warned us about the people amongst us who were jealous of him and said that what he was saying was only a joke and had been trying to overthrow or undermine the prophet, etc. And a lot of more things that you, I, and we all collectively need to do in unity will become quite obvious. It's sort of like if the people don't know what is wrong, they won't know what to fix. And if they don't study, they have to be, uh, they should not, but they have a tendency to depend on what people say, whether it's myself or others. But if they study the history and the law, they will see what we're talking about, and they'll see there's a lot of people around them that have been claiming honor to the Prophet Ali, who are actually COINTELPRO operatives, not because we say so, because the FBI's documents will prove it for you, and you will know it for yourself, and you will do what the Prophet said. If you're amongst a bunch of Moors who are not carrying out my law, you be that one. And if they continue that crap, that BS, get out from under them. Go find somebody that's doing good and help them do more good. Prophet Nobuali. Enforce that constitution. And teach those people those things necessary to make them better citizens. All over the planet Earth, that's called civics. And the Prophet Nobuali registered the Moorish Temple of Science as a civic organization in 1925. And you will see people claim to be grand chiefs saying that Novodrali didn't teach civics. They're lying. And so in order to get these things done dealing with estate, trust, law, property, it's called civic, and it's called law. It's called estates. And what you're dealing with is reversion of estate, etc. Okay. Islam. So we had... Um Actually, let me um, let me bring in the caller because they've been waiting before this question came in. We got uh, area code uh, oh there you go six six one area code six six one with the exchange two seven three area code six six one with the exchange two seven three Islam. Islam, this is Safi, and peace and hey, love I to think. you, Emir Taj, and to you, 
Grand Sikh Ramya. I'm so grateful for you too. Um, I was in class on Saturday, and Taj, you brought up the uh, allodial title and Aboriginal title. Could you elaborate more on what a lodial title means uh, versus the dead pledge mortgage? What does a lodial really All mean? Right. Now, a lodial refers to those things that are free of any encumbrance of any law, any lord. A lodial is, in fact, the Moorish law of the recognition of the recognition of human rights the right of property, the right of a state. It is actually the opposite of feudal law, which we have been forced by European occupation to uh, live under in these last years. And this is where the Prophet Ali commands us to um, enforce the Constitution. Now, we will go to the law book, Henry Campbell Black's Law of Ancient and Modern Jurisprudence, to give you the absolute definition. Yes, it should be in there. All right. This is allodium and allodial. Allodial means free. Now, and since so many of our people, even in different organizations, are always talking about freedom for our people, how come they never mention allodial when allodial essential means free? So that tells you already the secret agenda of some of these people who've been faking that they're working for the betterment and the upliftment of our people. So that should be familiar amongst our people, shouldn't it? Yeah, no strings attached concept. Now, this is the definition from law. A loyal, free, not holding of any lord or superior, owned without obligation or vassalage or fealty, the opposite of feudal. You see the point? That's a lodial title. Now, when you go into the congressional records of House Joint Resolution 192, you will see uh, James Tropicon explaining that, and that's part of the fraud that Lewis McFadden talked about in 1932 after they got Nova, get rid of Nova Duali, arguing about bringing charges against the fake operators in government, including the Federal Reserve that was falsely set up by Woodrow Wilson as a countermeasure to Nova Duali. And he exposes that information in the congressional records. Why is it that these so-called leaders won't talk about that to our people? It's called payoff, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so then they set up the mortgage with the with the and the encumbrances, aka all the attachments. Exactly. In other words, the people have been sharecropping their property, including their labor. That's where the hypothecation comes in. That's even talked about in the congressional records. And since these people keep claiming to be grand sheiks and sheikuses, you understand, are supposed to be enforcing that constitution. How come they're not teaching the people those things? Because most of them have been lying and saying that Nova Drali didn't teach civics, and therefore they have no platform of instruction. But they've been taking these people's finances. You see what the prophet said? These people have been betraying him? Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you very see, much so for once that. People study for themselves, they will be self motivated 
motivated to protect the prophet and the movement. And in protecting the prophet and the movement, they will be doing what? By their own work, reclaiming their lost estate. And therefore, the people must be conscious of what the estate is and how to deal with these issues. Therefore, they must be properly educated because it doesn't operate on emotion. It operates on knowledge and instructions. You see why the prophet said we are teaching our people those things and make them better citizens? And he also said, help me in my great missionary work enforcing our Constitution for the United States of America is a national contract. That's why. And half these so, people don't even understand constitutional principles because they have not been taught. And so if we're going to fix these things, we have to carry out the law, just as Prophet Novodrali said, and stop operating from an emotional perspective. You see the point? So speaking of emotional, then, it's less about the misnomer racism, or oh, they don't like us, or oh, they're mistreating us kind of thing, and more about it, becoming aware of yeah, the fact that we have our estate, our stuff, and, and our, exactly. our energy that they're trying to take from us. Exactly. This is why Juali said what? They're living off your virtues. Now you understand what he's saying. Loud and clear. Yes. Islam, thank you so much. Islam, sis. Give the family the greetings for us. Which book? Could you repeat that? No, give the Domus the greetings. Give the family the greetings. Domus the greetings. Yes, yes, it's fine. Thank you. You have to excuse me on the Facebook. I'm trying to set this charger up so this thing don't die out on y'all. It's flopping around a little bit on me, so give me a second here. I think if you got a piece of tape, you're going to have to take it because it's going to slide back down. Or put a glass on the side of it so it can't fall over. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Mom. All right. All right. All right. Here you got it. It falls, and I'll set it back up. Okay. Let's see what else we got. We got three, four, seven. Uh, coming back, I can actually see your questions on on Facebook a lot better now. So okay. Three four seven four four three. Three four seven four four three. Islam. Islam is Sharif Elkhorn again, Northwest Muslim New York Territory. Um, Islam. You know, well, you said that you see the Facebook comments, and she, you already know who I am on Facebook, so <laughs> I'm sure you see. I'm sure you know what I'm talking, what I'm going to talk about. But you know, just just for those who aren't there. Individuals who want to take upon take it upon themselves to open up a temple, but don't necessarily have the degrees necessary to be a teacher or an instructor to even open up an establishment such as a temple for the people. Can you please put it out there that the Holy Circle Seven Quran is something that needs to be understood? And I'm not taking away from the fact that yes, there is civics that must be. Uh, learned, but it's it's both. It's a divine and a national movement for a reason. And I feel because yes, I I just feel like you know because the the subversion that has gone on for so long um, regarding civics, there's so many people who are abandoning the divine aspect that still needs to be recognized and honored in order to 
uh, to, yes. to, to go out and, yes. and, and live on your civic, you know? So can you please, um, just for the audience who needs to hear it from you, that the Circle 7 Quran is something to study. It is Noble Juali. Uh, it is a part of Noble Juali's literature, and it's not something to take lightly. Islam. It, uh, let, me, let me make this response to you. The misinformation and the co-intelpal operatives that have been signifying that we do not or do not instruct from that perspective is a false concept in the first place because Great Seal commands people to have that as a fundamental foundation. Let's turn your background down, Sister Reed. Turn your background down. Okay. Please. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Number one, for anyone to be even a member or active in the Great Seal, they must be already astute and adept with the prophet's literature in the first instance. And the idea that the divine and the national, I mean, the divine side of the movement has been abandoned is false. Because the fact of the matter is the co-intelpal operations has been specifically to suppress the national side of the movement. This is where the problem has been. The, the, the instructions from the Quran and the questionnaire, uh, for the most part, has not been abandoned. The national side has been abandoned. And people keep saying the divine side has been abandoned. They don't even know divine law. So they, even the people who've got the Quran and the questionnaire, you can ask them, tell, 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 or write a piece of paper blank and tell them, don't start stuttering and don't start giving your personal opinion. Write down what divine law is. We didn't say religious law, divine law. And I guarantee you that 99% of the people in the moral science temple would fail that test. So don't assume that they're so daggone self-righteous, because they're not. And the problems that we have right now are, are social and economic. They reflect in the spiritual. They come from the spiritual side. It is tied together. They're not separate, never have been separate. And when you see people walking around trying to claim or trying to imply that the great seal order does not recognize the, the divine side. We teach more divine law than they'll ever get. They need both sides. It's a duality. But that's what's operative here. And you ask half of them what duality is, they couldn't even answer it. But they're always judging someone and talking about the divine side, and I guarantee you they don't even know what divine is. But the attack on the Moorish movement by J. Edgar Hoover and Calvin Coolidge was to suppress the civic side. That's why they don't teach civic. Now, I, I challenge anybody to go to Divine Warning by the Prophet for the Nation reading and then come back and ask questions about what the charge the Prophet Nobodrali put on them. And I guarantee you, you will find that his Divine Warning is just Divine Warning. He says, help me in my great missionary work enforcing our Constitution for the United States of America. And I challenge anyone to prove to the contrary. Islam. Islam. Now, I'll add that in the Quran is going to tell us that a teacher, a leader, is supposed to lead by example. A tree, a piece of oak, can point the way. You can't lead by example for something you know nothing about. So if anyone is attempting to um, teach, they're attempting to open up any type of uh, temple or any of those things, they must, by command, be what they know. And so you can't teach something that you haven't studied. 
we see too much of that right now where you have so many who are attempting to claim adaption, who are attempting to claim scholarship, but have not actually attained the degrees of knowledge. Now, that is not to say that you don't teach the information as you learn it, because that is exactly what everyone is supposed to be doing. As you learn, you're supposed to be passing it on, and even in the little bits of information that you may be gaining at the time you're gaining them. That's actually one of the ways that you become more astute. Any master teacher is going to tell their pupil to turn around and teach what they know because that works different parts of the brain and helps in memory and retention. And it also helps the individual learn how to teach from different angles. However, you must be studying it. You can't go out and teach martial arts if you've never studied martial arts. So anyone who's attempting or would want to attempt to um, say that the study of the Quran um, is not necessary, they're, they're, they're a fool. That's ignorant. And a fraud. Okay. You must study. You know, as I will always say, that the, when you have a Muslim, and I always use Jehovah's Witnesses uh, because of their degree of teaching, the way they teach certain things, when they go into court, they understand that they are fighting for their religious freedoms. Well, a lot of times, Moors, because they're not getting into the Quran, if you ask them, how are you a Moor? What's the estate of the Moors? Who are the Moors? What, what, is the, what is the true uniting of Islam? Now, you can be a fool if you want to and think that when you go into these, these tribunals that they don't know who you are, but they do. They, will have, they have a Quran a lot of the time. They have studied, they know. And so if you cannot pass the test, because in a lot of cases they will test you three times before they allow you to pass, to see if you, if you are being what you know. And being what you know does not mean studying out of necessarily the black law. That's not the, the uh, only study tool. Being what you know means knowing who your ancient foremothers and forefathers are. Taking on the mindset of the ancient foremothers and forefathers means studying and, and, and going into and accessing the information, which is the estate in chapter 1 of the Quran that's talked about. The estate that's talked about in chapter 1 is the knowledge. And 47. And, yes, that's the knowledge. So if you don't know that, no, you cannot... First of all, you don't have the right to open up a temple, so that, that goes w without saying, okay? Um, because there, there's, there's tests and all types of things that you must pass to be able to do that because this is how that those who are vanguards of the life make sure that it's being passed on properly, okay? So we, we must study all those tools. The first thing that I tell people to study is the Quran before you get into anything else because that is how you're going to, to circle your square. That's how you're going to do it. And the questionnaire. Indeed. This is how you're going to do it. It's divine. The divine will take care of every single thing else, as the Amir said, because we have a spiritual issue, it's registering in the mundane. It's registering here because it's a spiritual issue. You correct that, 
You correct everything. This is also why the prophet said we honor all true and divine prophets because all the information is ours, and all of it we're supposed to be studying. So if you can't answer those questions, if you can't answer those questions, you don't qualify. You don't qualify to open up a temple. You may qualify to start small study groups, study groups where you study together, where you can actually give out the information um, that you know and you can study with your peers. But to be someone who is the head of a temple acquires a degree of knowledge to make sure the knowledge is being transferred and passed along properly. Islam. See. You got any more questions, Sister Cerise? While we still got you on here. Oh, I'm sorry. I had I was I was on mute. You know, uh, you guys just hit it on on the head. I thank you guys for putting that out there. I use the floor as well. Yeah, we got um we had a question come in that I that I caught. Uh, it said, for those who who still don't understand. Um, Naturalization versus national national uh, nationalization. Yes. Uh, can a brief explanation being given? And at the same time, as we're a- answering that question, I want us to make sure that we tie in. Is more someone else asked a question on Facebook? Is more a nationality or religion? All right. More is a pedigree nationality. More is short for Moroccan. Um. Now that's, that answers that. Naturalization deals with um, legislative and conditional and limited political rights granted to an alien or foreigner in another national jurisdiction. Nationalization is for the heirs or the people of the land, i.e., the people of birthright, which is not legislated but is by birthright, i.e., As an example, if we, even though we're all Asiatic, if we here in the north, in North Gate, go to China, we can naturalize, take uh, civic tests, cultural tests, because that's what the requirement would be, get a green card, and and upon that qualification, be naturalized citizens of China, but we would not be the nationals. The nationals, uh, if you have a national with an issue or property of China for Chinese, that would be nationalized. If you're a foreigner, uh, given the privilege of some citizen's rights in another jurisdiction, that would be naturalized. That's the distinction. Naturalization is for aliens and foreigners. National for people of the land or people of birthright claim. One is legislated, that is naturalization. National is by origin of what is called su, uh, uh, um, juice sanguinous. A, nat- a naturalized person is juice soleil. One's legislated, one's real and natural. Now, the, when you look at the definition of naturalization, as the mirror just said, you're going to see the word alien. And if any of you have seen the, um, the video that Sister Reese uh, put together on, uh, I think it's under Renowned Royalty, the 
if I, if I remember correctly, uh, on YouTube. And uh, it was Brother uh, Grant Sheet, Kujo Adol-L, and myself, and uh, it was Sister Reese's uh, show. And we spoke about naturalization versus nationalization. And as I pointed out on there, when you're looking at it, you're going to see the term alien. It's simple. It's very, very simple. And there's no need to debate these people who are attempting to um, speak about naturalization. If you just say in the definition of the word, then it, speak, it tells you exactly who it's for, alien. So I'm going to read what an alien is out of Henry Campbell's Black Law Dictionary, 4th edition. Alien, the first word, well, first of all, it's a noun. The first word is a foreigner. Now, the question becomes, what is a foreigner? And then it goes on to say, one born abroad. Now, a foreigner is going to deal with the estate. Who are the heirs of the estate? Can you be an alien in your own land? Can you be an alien in your own land? And what would make you an alien in your own land? Now, you can be unconscious, but alien you can't be. You can be unconscious. It's no different than me as an individual who owns a business and someone by force comes and takes my business. And then the heirs of the, the people who stole my business now operate my business. And my, my posterity does not know that they are the ones who originally owned the business. And by forced conversion, would still be owners of the business because it was never rightfully sold or transferred. It's called theft of birthright. Now, when my posterity walks into the business, they may be paying the occupiers for those services. At the moment that my posterity realizes, wakes up, Become, becomes conscious of their airship. All they have to do then is reclaim and reestablish themselves in their proper selves as the owners of the business. And heirs. Exactly. And that would be called proclaim your nationality. That's what that's called in politics. You are never an alien of that ownership. You are never an alien. You are an heir. The only thing that can happen is that you're removed of the knowledge of your airship. But you have never stopped being an heir. The only way you can stop being an heir is to remove it yourself. You have to disclaim it. You have to give it up. Or abandon your birthright. Exactly. You have to do that. No one can do it for you. Okay, you and your lineage would actually have to do that. That is what is called also abandoning, or if your parents were to do it, you were here in the form of disowning you. Okay, disowning or 
abandonment. That's how the airship can actually be interrupted. Everything else is just simply as cheating, interrupting, interrupting. Okay, and there's a difference. So you have to key in on the terminology that's being used, interrupting the natural course of descendancy, interrupting, not severing, interrupting. And interruption, once removed, the natural flow takes place again. You can interrupt a meeting. You didn't stop the meeting. You interrupted the meeting. Okay? Know the difference. That's where you have to really be astute in what's being said to you. It's love. See if we have any other questions. If you're on the line, go ahead and push um, push one. Um, if you're on the blog talk, do we have anything on the? I don't even think I opened up the chat here. I will. Okay. While we're seeing if anyone else is tapping in, um, is there any other subject that you want to open up to go into? on these last 20 minutes that um, you seem need to be discussed and haven't been given enough attention? Uh, as we started when we were talking about King Alfred, I want to read the security page. Okay. Executive Order 11490, King Alfred, Rex 84. Which page would that be? This would be in the book of 24 and 25. Okay. There it is. Okay. Let me share it. Security. Security. It is patently impossible to discuss social engineering or the automation of a society, i.e., the engineering of social automation systems, quote-unquote, silent weapons, on a national or worldwide scale without implying extensive objectives of social controls and destruction of human life, i.e., slavery and genocide. This manual is in itself an analog declaration of intent. Such a writing must be secured from public scrutiny. Otherwise, it might be recognized as a technically formal declaration of domestic war. Furthermore, whenever any person or group of persons in a position of great power and without the full knowledge and consent of the public uses such knowledge and methodology for economic conquest, it must be understood that a state of domestic warfare exists between set persons or group of persons and the public. The solution of today's problems requires an approach which is ruthlessly candid with no agonizing over religious, moral, or cultural values. You have qualified for this project because of your ability to look at human society with cold objectivity and yet analyze and discuss your observations and conclusions with others of similar intellectual capacity without a loss of discretion or humility, such virtues are exercised in your own best interest. Do not deviate from them. Welcome aboard 
This publication marks the 25th anniversary of the Third World War, called the quote-unquote Quiet War, being conducted using subjective biological warfare fought with silent weapons. This book contains an introductory description of this war, its strategies, and its weaponry, May 1979, number 74-1120. That is a synopsis of the security page in Executive Order 11490 King Alfred, and it was issued to all governors, all politicians, all congressmen pretending to be legitimate, all senators, all industrialists, all so-called black leaders, reverends, and the people in the community that have any power, the mayors, the city council, etc. And this is the, uh, the program manual that has been operating in all the police departments, etc. And this is the source of their genocidal abuses of our people on the street. And it is the duty and responsibility of those heads of the Morris Science Temple of America being in power to make law and enforce law to have informed the people of these things. However, if they haven't, know for surety that we will. Islam. Islam. So to go back, um, well, actually, yeah, I won't move off, off that point um, for first. What, what we're seeing... Um, and, and you really need to be paying attention because as we've been talking about um, for the last couple of years, actually, uh, with the coming election, you need to be paying attention to this plan. This is the reason that we're introducing it um, this way because you need to be paying attention to it. There's what two, there's what three, three weeks prior to the election, um, and the likelihood of it going off going on is pretty slim. So you need to, you know, be recognizing the signs that are out there. Uh, and if you don't have access to this, um, you, you need to look into the King Alpha plan. You need to be studying it. Um, and like I said, all the governors uh, were given the information. This is where you have the FEMA camps being uh, instituted or situated uh, in the different uh, corporate territories. You have them going up everywhere. You know, you're seeing the videos that they're posting where they show the uh, military um, machinery being transported into um, all these different areas through railway. You know, they're showing you. You're seeing the uh, the UN uh, uh, vehicles being transported by a railway. You're, you're seeing the reports of them bringing in um, the soldiers and all these different things. You're seeing, uh, what is it, the... Um, not the marshals, the, um, the Department of Homeland Security uh, uh, vehicles uh, all around in, in, in different cities. You're seeing it. So when we're speaking about or when people are asking, you know, when is martial law going to be um, set up and, and instituted, it's been, it's been going on. You know, the war started uh, 25 years, what was it, before 1964. So you're right in the middle of what's going on. You have to pay attention. You need to be getting um, your your roadmaps. You need to be, you know, figuring out ways to to get to safe ground. You you need to be proactive with those things. 
you know, it's probably more than likely going to come in the form of, of some type of financial collapse that more than likely will happen within the next uh, two and a half weeks or so. That is the likelihood. Because you see it being geared up now. You see all the different things that Russia is speaking of where they're, they're moving um, uh, certain uh, parts of their military around. You, all you have to do is just pay attention. You see the uh, temperament of the uh, Asiatics, um, Brand is black, Negro, and color. You see the temperament changing. You see in North Carolina and South Carolina where the uh, brother was assassinated <clears throat> about uh, three weeks ago. You see, if you were paying attention, you see the temperament changing with the youth. So you see the agitation that's been going on for a while. And this agitation is put out there to get certain things going, to push and, and push the button of the Asiatics so that an excuse can be had. So you have to pay attention to what's going on. Um, and if you haven't read uh, The King Alfred, you need to. You need to. Is, is, um, is the book available yet? The, that, the one that, that yes, this one? That's it. Okay. That one okay. Okay. So, um, is there any, uh, I'll probably end up printing some out. Yes. Um, go ahead and get That's it done. That's what you must do. Yeah. So, you'll be able to contact with me, contact me, um, and then I'll, as I deal with the, um, the printing of it, I'll let you know what the contribution will be for me to get it to you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call the printer um, probably today, or more likely to be tomorrow. Because it's necessary. Because right. people need it in their hands. And, and uh, it's, again, because um, in order for the people to be inspired enough to understand the Morris Bond and National Movement and their responsibility to themselves and to their progeny to be active and not passive, it's important for them to recognize and understand that these things have been going on all the time, and whether or not the people want to be passive or active, it's being enforced on you. So you must understand that you're in the mud, so don't get the idea that because you have not been informed that therefore you're outside of the venue of their operations. In other words, while we've been sitting back being passive, they've been destroying our families. With the help of some of these fake leaders who have been keeping the people passive when they should have been teaching them these things, and people have been put in positions to both guide them and instruct them uh, in these matters have failed to do so, not because they didn't have this information, because it didn't fit their payoff agenda from the same corporate operatives who've been murdering our families, injecting our children into schools with nanoviruses and mercury, causing autism and all other kind of problems, except for sterilizing our young girls when they go to the hospitals and killing our people with minor sicknesses when they go into the concentration camps of these hospitals and then pretending or uh, have these diseases, uh, diabetes and other things, pretending that they're diseases of nature when they're actually diseases of biological warfare. And so we better get real. And we know, again, that a lot of our people will, in spite of this information, still insist in taking a passive position 
However, for those who are interested in helping to uplift fallen humanity and enforcing law and the Constitution, as Prophet Novadrali said, etc., uh, will support what Prophet Novadrali said, and that is this: I want active Moors, not passive Moors. Islam. Islam. So we're coming up on the last nine minutes. Um, I see we have one caller. I think it's Sister Shafi again. Let me make sure that she puts it. Uh, 661, uh, exchange 273, exchange 661, and the 661 Islam. Islam. Um, in my studies, I'm seeing the these couple of words. I see American people, capital A, lowercase American, capital P, lowercase people, uh, those spelling, and, and American nationals, capital A, American, capital N, national. Are these synonymous or not? And if, if so or not, and what are they? What are they? All right. Huh? This is what, and this is back to even much of the instruction that we are giving is uh, by our people not giving proper grammatical um, uh, instruction uh, that should have been given in the third grade. That's orthology, uh, etymology, etymon degree, third grade, etymon degree. They cannot read. They don't know when something's written grammatically incorrectly. It's not necessarily incorrect. It's designating between the living and the dead relative to persons it may be uh, designating a corporate person or the dead and its leg is transmitting utility constructed by legislation on paper and the living man or woman or child, ETC. That's what you will see. If you see all capital letters, that means it's a corpse, a corporation, and probably a, an entity constructed on paper to hypothecate the estate of another registered under the Roman Curier under European colonial operations. That's, your best, that's the best way to, to, to tell anyone to look at any of those designations and to make themselves apprised of those fundamentals so they'll be able to make those distinctions when they're reading. And this is another reason why some people have often said concerning our children, don't worry about them, they will never compete because they can't read. Because when they see things like that, to them it's synonymous. To someone who can read, they know it means corpse, i.e. or person, civil or mortuus, or a person in full life, whether the living man, woman, or child, or a corporation that is transferring uh, hereditaments or what you call resources uh, or finances or estates by secession. And you must know the distinction. Okay. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is I see American people and it'll be written in one sentence. Two sentences later, I'll see American nationals. So that's my question. And, and then they'll capital. They'll make it a, like it's a noun, American people, because the the first letter uh, is, right. is, is capitalized. Let, let's say this. Let's say this. Nationals are the people of the land. A citizen should, could be corporate or a naturalized citizen. That's an uh, American of the corporation that's registered in France and Puerto Rico as a corporation. That would be 14th Amendment. So American people would be 14th Amendment and American nationals would be us? American national is the people of the land. A citizen, no. American citizen could be the corporate entity of the corporation or an ends legacy. Okay. 
And so the people of the land would be nationals. That's why Crawley said, if you don't do anything, declare your nationality. It's a, a great distinction, not minor. Well, I would say that you, you got, when you see um, when you see American citizen, you, you automatically have to know that that's a misnomer. So oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a, I get so, citizen part. It's, so, it's what they're playing with my head with is the word American, the two words, American people, right. and then two right. sentences later, American right. nationals. Right, exactly. So when you're talking American people, you're talking okay. from the tip of Chile to the top of Alaska. Uh-huh. All, all, all the people of the land are Americans. From Mexico to Brazil to Chile, Argentina, ETC, anyone of copper complexion that are the people of the land, exclusive and distinguished from foreign European occupiers under European colonial operations or their descendants, who are colonists and settlers. They're the only ones that are not Americans. They are American citizens of the private corporation registered in France and in Puerto Rico. They're corporate citizens, distinguished from the people of the land. And the American nationals, is that reference to us? People of the land, from, from the top to the bottom of the continents, North America, Central America, South America, the, the uh, joining of the islands are called Americana. So when you're talking about the American people, then you must get distinction, make distinction of the territory. As an example, if I say American people, am I talking about the, the Aboriginal people of Jamaica? Am I talking about the Aboriginal people of Borikane? Am I talking about the Aboriginal people of Haiti? Am I talking about the Aboriginal people of Dominica? Am I talking about the Aboriginal people of Brazil? Because they're all American people, and they're also American nationals. And so when you get to the political jurisdiction, then you must name specifically the nation. Okay. It's not. Right, Thank so you. We're going to go no okay. problem. We're going to go ahead. I'm, I'm going to make this one point, and I'll bring back in 330 for a closing point. Um, the blog of Brother uh, Anthony Lynn, uh, Antonio, the blog is Conscious Vibes, okay? You can also download the app, um, YRN 1328, uh, which is the uh, radio station, uh, uh, internet radio station that also broadcasts the, uh, the show, YRN 1328. The show is on Blog Talk Radio, uh, Conscious Vibes, with a K, K-O-N. Vibes. Um, the call-in number for the show is 347-326-9139, every Monday at 11 a.m., okay? Now I'm going to bring back in 330, change 259 for a closing point. Islam. Islam. This is Sister Yamila and Brother Far. Islam. Islam, bro. Islam. <laughs> Um, we came back on here because we wanted to say one thing before you close out. We just definitely want to say that um, we are so thankful. We are. We. I just want to let everybody, the whole world, know, and we didn't want to leave without saying thank you to both of you for the great class that you had um, this past um, weekend. 
And uh, we learned so much. And to say for sure, oh, and thank you so much, Brother Romeo. You, you, you're so awesome. And and Brother Tosh, we just love you. Um, we want to say um, thank you so much for the instruction that you gave us and aided us in, in the ability to put them on notice, you know, the, the de facto government, put them on notice, let them know who we are, and we were able to discharge our home because of, um, you know, of course, first of all, because of the ancestors and being righteous. But because we hadn't learned what we learned from just listening to your instruction and studying, I, I can, we continue to say that it would not have happened. So we can live here on our ancestors' land without being um, accosted. So thank you so much for that. Islam and peace. Now, before you go, Sister Yamila, so remember when I sent you a CD with the uh, yes, song? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, this is a sister with singing. Islam. Islam. Right. Thank you for what you Thank you for the beautiful, um, uh, the, everybody loves what you put on there. Um, I haven't put it out or anything like that, of course, and then I also put you down for writer's credits as well. Um, but I just want to say that, too, and thank you so much for allowing us to put that on the CD, um, on the DB, on the song. <laughs> so um, well, I'm going to do the video, and hopefully you can be in that, too. <laughs> All right. Peace and love. Peace love. All right, we appreciate you all. We out of here. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Okay. Thanks, bro. It's long. It's long. It's long.